Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. to the Tiger Woods podcast right here on the Believe Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. How are we doing, ladies and gentlemen? It is December 8th, 2020. Cam Rogers coming at you from the Mid-Atlantic, Maryland. And I'm riding solo today because Bridget is in the South in Houston covering the Women's Open this week, so best of luck to her and the team out there in the Lone Star State. But I appreciate all of you guys taking time out of your day, evening, or what have you to tune into this very podcast. Of course, we are your Tiger Woods experts on this show, talking all of the latest surrounding the GOAT of the PGA Tour. Hit me up on Social media. I'm on Twitter at Mr. Rogers99 and on Instagram at Mr. Rogers98. The final full field event of the PGA Tour here in 2020 is now in the rear view mirror. A bit of a quote unquote off season, if you will, here as we lead into the holidays. And then once January hits, we will have the Century Tournament of Champions. Sony Open, the Hawaii Swing, if you will, the California Swing after that, and then the PGA Tour season really does ramp up. It still is the quote-unquote 2021 season, meaning going back to the Tour Championship in September, that's when the end of 2020 was, so it's kind of weird. It's like 2021 starts in 2020. Whatever. It's the PGA Tour. A little bit of a break here in the short term, but we do have Tiger Woods Golf, by the way, which I will talk about later, which we talked about last week as well, later this month. So we thought that the Zozo Championship was the last time we were going to see Tiger Woods in competition in 2020. Not the case. We have the PNC Championship coming up pretty darn soon. Want to give a shout out to our friends at Bet Online, folks. Football is in full swing. You might not be at the games this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online from game spreads and totals to team player and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So. Head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all of the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Cam Rogers riding solo just like uh, Jason Derulo. Fantastic song. Go tune in, folks. I think that's, what, 2009? Absolute TBT. Here's the menu of the show. World Golf Hall of Fame induction news. So Tiger Woods is going to have to wait an extra year for his ceremony. More details on that. Justin Thomas clapping back at Matthew Fitzpatrick's criticism of Bryson DeChambeau. Very interesting stuff there on the Subpar podcast with Colt Nost. Tiger Woods gives an exclusive preview of the PNC Challenge and what he and Charlie are doing to get ready for that. And, of course, 
some golf this week. Outside of the Women's Open, there actually is some quote-unquote PGA Tour-ish golf happening this week. The QBE shootout in Naples, Florida. I'll talk about that and coverage information if you guys want to tune into that this weekend. So let's start with the news about the World Golf Hall of Fame. The induction ceremony of Tiger Woods has been postponed to 2022. Golf Week was first to report that the ceremony had been postponed due to the global pandemic. The ceremony will be held at TPC Sawgrass in Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida, of course, the location of the Players' Championship. So with that, Tiger Woods will have some extra time, if you will, to prep his Hall of Fame speech. If you recall, recently the governing body of the Hall of Fame brought down the age in which you can actually be inducted. So it's now 45, which means Tiger Woods will very, very soon be eligible to be in the Hall of Fame. And obviously, immediately when he turns 45, I mean, when the clock strikes midnight, he is essentially in the Hall of Fame in my book. He probably already is. So if you were hoping for an induction ceremony in 2021, you ain't going to get it. You're going to have to wait for 2022 for Tiger Woods. Okay, really interesting story here because Bridget and I have talked about this in regards to Bryson DeChambeau and the whole criticism out there, particularly from one Matthew Fitzpatrick, about what he has done not having to do with skill. We're talking about gaining weight, muscle mass, hitting the ball farther, winning a U.S. Open. Yeah, apparently that doesn't require skill. So JT was on a recent episode of Golf Subpar and went ahead and just sort of explained why what Bryson has done requires skill. And he's not exactly firing a hot take, by the way. I mean, what Matt said not too long ago at the BMW Championship was sort of eyebrow-raising because it's like, okay, what exactly are you trying to accomplish by saying that and Bridget and I not too long ago were like okay maybe he's trying to signal to the governing bodies of the golf world if you will that we have to combat this long ball type of golf that's all I can think of in terms of why Matt would say that because do you really want to motivate Bryson DeChambeau even more he already has one major championship under his belt probably more, perhaps another in 2021 as soon as. So I didn't understand the comments in the immediate, and I still don't really understand them now. So here's what Justin Thomas said. Basically summarizing, he said, quote, that's laughable. He's completely changed his lifestyle. It's like learning to jump higher or throwing a football farther. That requires skill. And JT also sort of understood what Matt was saying and what have you, but, I mean, the bottom line is when you're out there working out every single day, putting on the muscle that he did, and, by the way, put on some fat too, so we're not giving him too, too much credit here, but the guy got jacked. I mean, just look at his arms, juxtapose the picture of Bryson DeChambeau from the U.S. Open this past year to Bryson of old, 
like just last year, and you'll see the differences. When he first came onto the scene after the pandemic shut down and you had the PGA Tour restart in June, it was like, whoa, what the hell happened? So in order to gain that much muscle, by the way, you have to be so routine-oriented, so disciplined, you have to say no to the slice of pizza that your friends offer you on a Friday night. You have to say no to the dollar menu at McDonald's, which can be so tempting to people out there, understandably so. And you have to stick to your quote-unquote game plan in order to put on that muscle, eat the right foods, and work your way to becoming what Bryson has become. A major champion, by the way. So, Justin Thomas, totally in the right with what he is saying here. It is laughable to say that what Bryson has done does not require skill. I'm not going to lie, I'm sensing a little bit of jealousy from one Matthew Fitzpatrick here, talking about the comments with Bryson DeChambeau. It's like, what? Again, I'm going to go back to what exactly are you trying to accomplish, and then B... Why poke the bear? Because Bryson sort of is the bear now on the PGA Tour. Dustin Johnson, number one. Uh, You don't want to make him mad. But I would say that Bryson is two, if not one B. DJ being one A. Justin Thomas, one of the elite golfers on the PGA Tour right now. And real recognizes real. JT recognizes another elite golfer, another major champion in Bryson DeChambeau, and I'm sorry, Matthew, but you don't have any wins on the PGA Tour, let alone major championships. So I don't know if you can make comments about somebody who is A, higher ranked than you in the official World Golf rankings, and B, has more wins on the PGA Tour than you. It almost doesn't really make sense. It's like my criticizing Joe Flacco. That just randomly came out of my head because he has played a couple games for the Jets this year. He's on the NFL stage, and I'm here as an on-air personality with zero stats on the NFL. Now, I guess I am somewhat sounding hypocritical here because I'm criticizing Matthew Fitzpatrick, who is an immensely better golfer than me. But just roll with it here because I'm siding with Justin Thomas in this regard. And I think it's an important discussion to have because we are going to continue to talk about this whole debate of distance on the PGA Tour But if you hit the ball 400 yards every single week on tour, that does not necessarily mean you're going to contend every single week on the PGA Tour, i.e. Bryson at the Masters. Did you see him there? Especially in that first round, the guy was lost. So just because you can crank it out there, if you're hitting it into the woods, even at Augusta National, it's going to be hard to save yourself because you can spray it a little bit at Augusta. But if you are doing what Bryson did during this past Masters, you're going to be in big-time trouble. So you got to give credit to Bryson's ability to create the body that he has created and then also continue to be a really consistent putter. That's why he's winning. 
Yes, he can hit the ball a country mile, but he's winning because he's scoring. If you go to a PGA Tour event, it is amazing when you really look at the driving range in particular, how every single golfer, at least to the naked eye, hits it exactly the same. You have just complete ball striking with your irons up and down the line at these golf ranges at the PGA Tour. Everybody's just automatic. Where are the differences? The differences lie in the putting and the short game and the scoring. And so for Bryson DeChambeau, that has been very good, as we all know. So JT, shout out to you and shout out to Golf Subpar with that interview. They do a fantastic job. Definitely check out their work. They're on YouTube as well. But yeah, I did not understand, again, the whole Matthew Fitzpatrick criticism thing. And I will say from a Tiger Woods perspective, Tiger is very interested in Bryson DeChambeau's game. If you have been tracking the practice rounds before major championships and what have you, Tiger is always somehow intertwined with Bryson, whether they are practicing on the course with each other, they're on the range, chit-chatting, perhaps it's a short game situation that they are practicing about, doesn't matter. Tiger Woods is extremely interested in Bryson DeChambeau. And why is that? Because Bryson essentially is the closest thing to Tiger Woods in the sense of creating buzz about changing the game. What Tiger Woods did when he came onto the scene was he created the athlete golfer. If you go back to the early 2000s, was there a guy on the PGA Tour hitting it as far as Tiger Woods with such a rigid workout regimen with just a sheer ability of attention to detail as far as health is concerned. He is the cream of the crop. Tiger Woods back then. And now you have the likes of Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and Rory McIlroy is absolutely shredded. We have these athlete golfers now. Golf is a sport in the truest form because you have... Tiger Woods leading that charge in the early 2000s, and then all of these guys watching Tiger back then were like, okay, we should probably do what he did. Go to the gym, cardio, flexibility, agility, all of that matters in golf, and boom, you have this influx of talent, fit talent. Victor Hovland, the recent winner at the Mayakoba Classic, another example, he's a fit guy. So what Bryson is doing is, trust me, relative, not close to what Tiger Woods did. But he is the closest thing right now, it seems, to the quote-unquote changing of the game. Will Bryson DeChambeau create a new wave of golfers who are jacked, who have irons all the same length, and a really weird stiff stance at a dress? No. That's not going to happen. I don't think Bryson intends that to happen. I wouldn't follow that methodology at all because I am my own body, and God, I couldn't put on 10 pounds of muscle if I wanted to. So, I mean, no, we're not going to have that sort of situation, but he's creating the headlines. He's creating the buzz. That's why I'm talking about him right now, right? So Tiger definitely has a keen interest in Bryson DeChambeau because of 
the respect value. Tiger Woods respects somebody like Bryson who committed himself to a routine, to a vision, and going through with it, and then going ahead and approving it by winning earlier this summer at the Rocket Mortgage, and then, of course, at the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which he just absolutely tore up and made it look like a municipal course for me, honestly. So, in the end, Bryson, do you. It's a skill. We're good. Continue on. Will he impact a new wave of golfers? No. Is Justin Thomas right? Yes. Is Matthew Fitzpatrick right? No. I'm surprised he hasn't come out publicly and said that. Hey, man, uh, I didn't mean what I said because, honestly, it is pretty ridiculous. As JT said, laughable. Okay, so like I mentioned, we have some Tiger Woods golf coming up in a couple of weeks at the PNC Challenge. Bridget and I talked about it last week. It's the father-son tournament. And Tiger recently talked about his son, Charlie, and we're starting to learn more about Charlie now. And it's really interesting to hear. Of course, Charlie has been young for quite a while. He's getting slightly older now, and we're getting more details about his personality. Well, apple tree situation here, folks, because he's not that much different than Tiger, according to Tiger himself, saying, quote, he's a little on the chirpy side, just like I am. At times, I get frustrated and annoyed because it's turned right back against me. But that's the good side of it. We have fun with it. So Tiger goes on to say that the two have been, quote, cramming to get ready for this event, even using the word peak. Tiger is trying to peak for the PNC challenge. He's talking as if this is the Masters, folks. But I love it. I love this energy. Because it doesn't matter where Tiger Woods is teeing it up, or when. If he is teeing it up, he intends to win. He intends to peak for that event. Bridget has talked about it before, how Tiger always intends to peak for the majors. This might as well be a major in a way. His first official event with Charlie. From a dad perspective, that's big. I mean, we talk about the different priorities of Tiger Woods these days, right? He's a golf course designer. He has a girlfriend. He has kids. He has his foundation. He's got a lot going on. And so for him to finally bring Charlie into the fold in an official golf capacity, I think it's pretty cool at the PNC Challenge here. And I think Tiger Woods is really going to cherish this day. And this week in particular. And it's going to be interesting to see if, hey, he gets a little emotional talking about it later this month. Because, like I said, it's a milestone sort of event. And so for Tiger Woods, he is going all out. Charlie is going all out as well. And if you have seen the video of Woods and Charlie swinging at the same time, It is quite clear that Charlie has that similar move that Tiger Woods does on that downswing. It's really interesting to see. So I think these two obviously will be a force at this tournament. And Tiger Woods has said just recently that they're gearing up 
for a big time event for these two. So it's going to be really fun to watch. I'm glad Tiger Woods is playing in some capacity this month. We did not see him at the match three, obviously, with Manning, Curry, Mickelson, and Barkley. Still don't know why he didn't show up to the match three. I'm surprised that nobody has asked him about that. And I'm still wondering. I mean, just sitting here as I continue to talk about it. Because I think he understands that in order to bring a large amount of eyeballs to the charity at hand for whatever match it is, Tiger needs to be there. Now, they still did a fantastic job at the match three and all the credit to them for the money raised for HBCUs. But I think if Tiger was there there'd be more money raised, right? So anyway, we're going to see him later this month. I'm really excited about it. Let's talk about some golf this week involving PGA Tour golfers. This is not a PGA Tour event, but still some golf if you guys want to watch, take a break from college football or the NFL. It's the QBE shootout in Naples, Florida, which will feature a 12-2-man team format competing over 12 days with a different format each day in terms of scoring. So we have the likes of Rory Sabatini and Kevin Tway as the defending team. In addition to major winners, Louis Eustazen, Bubba Watson, U.S. Ryder Cup captain Steve Stricker will be playing. Joaquin Neiman will be in this event as well. So I believe it's a mixture of scramble, modified alternate shot, and then four ball. So coverage begins on Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern time on Golf Channel. Goes through the weekend until Sunday afternoon on NBC at 12 p.m. Eastern. So if you want to check that out and maybe you're stuck in the cold somewhere, stuck in some snow, and you want to check out Naples, Florida, tune into this event the QBE shootout in Naples. So, recapping the Mayakoba Classic real quick, Victor Hovland, shout out to you. Absolute immense talent, fantastic ball striker. And he's going to win a lot more on the PGA Tour. That I can tell you. Bridget picked last week Abraham Answer, who finished tied for 12th. So, Bridget picked up. $147,000 in money earned. How about me? Another missed cut. I mean, I'm just on an absolute roll. RSM Classic, I had Brian Harmon, missed cut. Mayakoba, I went with Russell Henley, who has been tattooing the ball with his irons, hitting it beautifully. Misses the cut. So I get no money. Bridget has now surpassed the $2 million milestone in our competition. She now has an $884,000 lead over me, which in perspective, by the way, isn't that much because say, for example, I pick the next winner, I could be getting a million dollars. And if her golfer misses the cut, then boom, look at that. I'm in the lead all of a sudden. So it's like family feud. It's still anybody's game. And we have an entire 2021 to go up until the tour championship. So there you have it. Just wait. Just wait, Bridget. I'm coming. Kind of. Maybe. Who knows? Probably not. But you know what? I'm going to try. So yeah, Mayakoba Classic, not so good for me. Pretty decent pick there with Abraham answer for Bridget. 
And I think that's going to do it for this edition of the Tiger Woods Show right here on the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Quick show here today as we kind of enter this off-season on the PGA Tour. Bridget will be back with me next week. We'll talk more on the 2020 season and perhaps part of this 2021 season, if you will, as we enter January Maybe some closing thoughts as we enter the holiday season as well. By the way, let me be of the first to wish you all a very happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Christmas, whatever you celebrate. Enjoy as we enter that time of the year because I am really latching on to the holiday season this year because I think the pandemic has lent me to do that. Christmas music, baking, all that jazz. I'm doing it a lot more. It's the little things this year, folks, because we don't have the parties. I'm a big party guy, and I won't have my crowds and my congregating this year, unfortunately, with friends. So, little things, folks. That is the theme of 2020 and the holiday season. All right, we thank you for tuning into this show. Thank you to Bet Online as well, and we'll check in with you guys next week. Take care. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.